In episode 27 of In Conversation, I chat to Dan Knowlton. Dan and his brother Lloyd are co-founders of Knowlton Marketing, a multi-award winning marketing agency responsible for some of the most entertaining adverts you'll see. They've worked with brands like Wall, FIFA and Nestle, been featured in Forbes, The Independent, The Observer and spoken on stage for Social Media Examiner. In this conversation, Dan shares a ton of value around creating entertaining advertisements and how you can market yourself without seeming salesy. Dan, thank you very much for joining me on the In Conversation podcast. It's awesome to chat to you today. I've been watching your content on LinkedIn for a while and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Can uh, you just uh, give us a little a quick overview of what you do for the listeners that maybe if they haven't, if they've been living under a rock and haven't heard of you? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I run a digital and social media marketing agency called Knowlton with my brother Lloyd down in Margate, Kent. And we help brands to produce uh, creative kind of social media and video ad campaigns that drive trackable sales. Um, And yeah, been doing it for about six years now. We're still a small team. There's currently four of us, but we're just about to hire or we're looking for a new videographer slash video editor so yeah that's a little bit about awesome us. yeah and you're obviously you mentioned that you create entertaining video content for ads and mm. you, you've worked with some pretty awesome brands the likes of wall and fifa and sla so you're you're clearly doing some pretty incredible work i know the wall ad is, is something i've watched a few times and received a lot of good feedback yeah um oh, given thanks. given where you are now what would your 12-year-old self be happy and sad about if, if they met you today? Um, I think they'd be, uh, I'd be, my 12-year-old self would be happy <laughs> that I'm, I'm doing something that I actually enjoy. I think when I was 12, I didn't really even know it was possible to, to have a job where you actually really enjoy it and you actively, in your spare time, want to be working and that sort of thing. So I guess I'd be happy happy about that because um, I love doing what I'm doing now. I'd be sad about not being a millionaire, I think. I think when I was 12, <laughs> I remember saying, I remember just like speaking to my mate's dad and saying, yeah, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to be a millionaire. Just a classic, like completely naive understanding of what it takes to become a millionaire. So I guess if I, if I looked forward and saw that I wasn't a millionaire, which I'm not yet, <laughs> I'd be pretty upset about that, but, but no. I've also come to realize there's plenty more things that are more important than becoming a millionaire now anyway. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think your, your perspective on what matters changes a bit between yeah. 12 and 25. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. And, and so you've been, you've been doing this for six, so, six or so years. How did, yeah. how did it all start for you? Well, so um, I, did, uh, I went to Brighton Uni and did a business management and marketing degree and uh, learned nothing about marketing really. Um, it just had, had a, it's that classic thing of, yeah, great life experience. Um, and yeah, so I did three years there. I did, I managed to get a decent degree in the end. Um, and then I got uh, a graduate job at a car rental company in Crawley. We were just speaking before this, you're Horsham, aren't you? Yeah. 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 So that's just down the road from there. Um, and I did that for a year and worked my way up the ranks to manage this, this car rental branch. And by the end of a year, I hated my life and it was rubbish. So I, I quit, 
I came home and my, my parents just basically sat me down and said, what on earth are you doing with your life? You just quit your job. <laughs> so, and they basically, my dad gave me two options. He said, one, come and work for his business consultancy and apply the marketing knowledge I'd learned and see if, see if how that goes. And if it doesn't work out, then I need to get a job or two, go and get a job. So I started to work with him, helped him with marketing, started to build up sort of my skills and experience of working with clients and then started KPS Digital Marketing, which is uh, our agency now that we've now uh, re rebranded to Knowlton. And yeah, through the, the last sort of five, six years, it's just been learning, you know, getting better at our craft and what we're doing, building out a team. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind yeah. of Yeah, awesome. Man. And one of those team members happens to be your brother, which is it's a killer combo, you two. I yeah. enjoy watching you guys. What's it like working with you, bro? I can't really uh, imagine. It, it's, do you know what? It's so good. It's really good. We love yeah. working together. Um, it's weird. I don't know. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got one brother. Okay. Do you get on? We do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So when, up until the age of uh, when I was about 12 and he was about 14, we just argued and sort of fought against each other. Yeah. And then one day we had this light bulb moment where we just realized to, to get on with each other. And um, from then on, it's, yeah, it's been wicked. And um, we're completely different people, have completely different sets of skills that makes it really work because you know, the things I'm crap at, he's good at and vice versa. Yeah, so. yeah. That's really interesting. What sort of roles do you each take, I guess? Yeah, that's a really good question. And we've actually more recently been better defining our roles. You know, it's funny looking at where we've come to and we, we have fumbled our way to get to where we are. Like we, we never went to any training on how to build an agency. It's just through making lots of mistakes. And, and up until like a year ago, we didn't have clearly defined roles. So we were just doing stuff. And, but, but, but now we, I'm very much sort of uh, sales and marketing for our business. Uh, and Lloyd is very much sort of CEO, HR, finance and managing the team. Um, and now that we've got much clearer defined uh, roles, it's way easier. We were doing a lot better, first of all, because we clearly know what I'm responsible and what he's responsible for. And it makes us uh, ensure we're doing what we need to do to get the results we need to get. Because I know I need to get the business in and he knows he needs to deliver that business and manage the projects and that sort of thing. So, yeah. There's a really good book that we're just reading actually called Agency Nomics that is all about growing an agency. Have you heard of that book? I haven't, no. You should definitely get it Worthy. because if you're thinking of growing an agency as well, because yeah, there's small things just like that, defining your roles properly and loads of great nuggets in there that we've learned from. Yeah, awesome. And you're, you're clearly doing very well now. I mentioned at the start the wild ad and that's that kind of concept of ed edutainment is something you guys are focusing on a lot. For the listeners that maybe don't really understand that concept as much, can you just give a quick overview of, of what you define edutainment as and how you guys are using it? Yeah, so we kind of call it advertainment, which is a similar thing. Sure. It's just a really gimmicky word to, to basically communicate um, entertaining advertising. So um, I, I guess some of the best ways to explain it, think of like Super Bowl ads, Think of Christmas ads, the kind of adverts or marketing that you actually get excited to consume rather than something that's disruptive and annoying, just sort of screaming, buy, buy this product in your face. So over the last six years, we've kind of, we've tried loads of stuff. We've created loads of crap content and we've <laughs> created some good content. And we've, we've, we, we kind of realized early on that um, 
there's so much noise on social media that you really need to do something different to stand out. And we started to learn through creating our own content that when we created something that was a bit entertaining, uh, people didn't just watch it and watch all of it. They actually engaged with it. They commented on it. They shared it with their friends. They tagged their friends. It's kind of like if you think of the early adopters of this sort of strategy, I'd say things like sort of publishers like Unilad um, on the tools is another one that we were sort of inspired by early on uh, that you think that they're just creating really fun, entertaining content, but really they're, they're teaming up with brands as well to, to, to promote products. So we started to take that concept of producing this entertaining uh, content that, that's teamed up with paid social media ads that has really a really clever model to, to reach the right people with the right message at the right time to make them buy a product or service, basically. And this wall sort of campaign that you're talking about, we've been working for, with wall for just over a year now. And this, this campaign we ran was called With This Beard, I Can Do Anything. And we basically, it was to promote their, or yeah, sell their flagship product, which is their Aquablade, which is like a beard trimmer, uh, body trimmer. Um, and yeah, we produced this whole campaign where we got this uh, high, it built out a set, um, created a whole script around this, um, this guy in his man cave. And he's basically talking through a num going through, talking about a wall aqua blade, but it's, it's really entertaining and fun and keeps the, the viewer engaged whilst also subtly communicating the benefits of the products and service. Cause it's so difficult to, if you think about traditional advertising, most people don't like being advertised to most people. If you get like, like think about the TV ads nowadays, when a TV ad comes on, when you're watching a show, what do you do? You just look at your phone because they're rubbish. Whereas if you compare that to like a Super Bowl ad, you are, like people talk more about the Super Bowl ads than the Super Bowl itself because they're so creative, so fun to watch, so entertaining. So we take that Super Bowl ad model and support brands to to create that kind of ad that drives those trackable sales. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating stuff. And I think it's you mentioned there's sort of two sides to it. There, there's both the campaigns you're doing for your clients, these big companies, and you're also using it for yourselves. You know, with your own content on LinkedIn. How, in both those situations, how do you kind of get the balance between keeping it entertaining, but also creating it so that the company or you guys yourselves are actually being taken seriously as someone that can deliver a result or, or has a good product? That's a really, really good question. And I think we're still constantly learning, but I'd say the first, the first thing to think about is start with focusing on how it can be entertaining rather than start by focusing how you can sell the product or service. Because as soon as you start going with the, the sort of selling a product in mind, it, um, you can go down the route of just being too salesy and too sort of in your face. So start by thinking about how you can be entertaining. And, and really the, the really creative part comes from Lloyd's script writing through understanding the person that we're trying to convince to buy something understanding inside out who that person is, what kind of language they speak, what they'd relate to. Um, and it's the clever script writing that, that draws that, that person in. Um, but in terms of how we, we integrate, because it's pointless just making something entertaining because ultimately the goal is to sell something. So for us, we, we really focus on creatively in the script, overcoming objections. So, um, uh, for example, with our content um, recently, uh, you know, one of the objections that someone might have with working with us, an agency, is 
you know, how do I trust that you're going to deliver results? Because lots of marketing agencies promise the world and don't deliver. So in our sort of the, the creative entertaining sketches we produce, recent ones, we've, we've sort of had me as a character promoting our business versus other top forms of marketing. And I'm the, the person in the, in the video is saying, you know, how can we trust you? And I'm there saying we've generated between five to 20 return on with trackable sales with some really credible brands and like subtly overcoming those objections. Um, but it is, it is a challenge. It's difficult. I think most brands, most organizations are way too far on the end of trying to sell stuff and not thinking at all. How is this entertaining and engaging for the viewer? So yeah, it's a challenge, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably one of the most important things you said there was about actually understanding the person that's going to be watching it. I find it absolutely staggering how many people try to market without first understanding who they're marketing to. Yeah. It's, because once you, once you understand the person, you can, it's very easy to, to grab someone's attention and get them to buy something if you speak their language and if you're literally speaking to them uh, as a person. You know, if I said, if you're like a 20-year-old guy and I do an ad to you saying, hey, you're a 20-year-old guy from Horsham, and you're just going to perk your ears up, whereas a lot of brands are just speaking generically to everyone and not, you know. Yeah, yeah what is that process of understanding your audience like? Because it's obviously, you've worked with lots of different companies. It's obviously very different for each. Company. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it takes, it, it takes a bit of work. It takes a lot of research. Um, so, you know, doing research online to find out about those people and what they're interested in. Also speaking to them. So for example, uh, with like the wall campaign that we spoke about, we did a whole professional campaign with them about a year ago, trying to promote their products to, um, to, to their professional audience of barber, barber shop owners, barbers. And obviously we don't know what it's like to be a barber because we've never been a barber. So um, we sort of reached out to uh, barbers that we knew and asked them, you know, in a barber shop, what kind of things do you talk about? What nuances do you, nuances do you sort of mention? What conversations do you have so that we can then shape a campaign that, really speaks to barbershop kind of speaks their language and yeah so so doing research online and um actually speak speaking to the people that you want to you want to attract so like for us for our agency we it's very we're very lucky that we're trying to attract people like marketing teams from brands and because we know marketing inside out it's very easy for us to, to create relatable campaigns that attract those people because we speak that language already. But when you're working with a client and they're targeting completely random set of people that you don't know, then you need to do more research to understand that person by, like I said, doing the research online, speaking to them. If there's anyone you know that um, is in that sort of demographic, actually sitting down and speaking to them, or there's things like focus groups. So get, getting a group of those people in a room and asking them questions about, you know, what they're interested in, what kind of language do they speak, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Do you find that the brands you work with, either they, do they have much information on their, on their audiences or do they think they understand them or is it, we have it's, no idea? It, it does, it varies. So I'd say in general, bigger brands do because they're already investing a lot in marketing and it would be stupid for them not to be knowing in detail who their audience are. So bigger brands do. I guess we also work with smaller businesses sometimes that, that might not necessarily have done the work to do that. So it really is a, is a mixed bag. Um, 
but if, if a client hasn't done that then we we have to support them in in finding more out about who those people are because if we don't know that in detail then it's just guesswork and we won't be generating the results we could be if we truly understand the the person that we're trying to speak to yeah for sure awesome man this you've given us so much value over the last 15 20 minutes or so so thank you very much for that i've sorry i just rambled in sorry mate not not at all it's been (laughs) it's been awesome i wanted to to quickly ask you before our quick fire round if there was one thing you could pick out from from either all the stuff we've spoken about already or something else that's going to be integral for people marketing both themselves and their businesses going forward what do you think that thing would be i'd say that your marketing needs to to focus like like we've mentioned about understanding who you're trying to reach rather than going with a uh, focusing on sales first of all really focus on creating content that um that educates, entertains, inspires the person trying to watch it. You know, think, try and try and think of think of your marketing like a Super Bowl ad, like a Christmas ad. It doesn't necessarily have to be ha ha funny, but it needs to trigger some kind of emotion in the viewer. So focus on producing content that triggers some kind of emotion and relates to the the person that you want to buy your product and service, rather than just thinking how do we sell more pens or whatever you're selling. Yeah, awesome, guys. If you're listening go back over the last minute and, and listen to that over and over again and, <laughs> and write it down. That's awesome advice, Dan. Thank you. Nice. As I mentioned, I do like to, to finish these off with a, a little quick fire round. Just uh, cool. well, our listeners get to know you on a more personal level and uh, find out a bit more about the man behind Nelson. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. that sounds good. So if, if you're ready, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Tea or Coffee. Coffee. Early starts or late nights? Early starts. Pint with the mates or dinner with a date? Pint with the mates. <laughs> Don't tell my fiance that. Like. <laughs> Books or podcasts? Ooh. Oh, it's changed. I'd say I'd probably go podcasts. Best podcast ever? Steve Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. Nice. Valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, films or box sets? Or films. neither? Best films. Film. What's the best one? Um, oh, films. And I said films, so I'm going to give you a good box set that I've watched recently, <laughs> which is Ricky Gervais' Afterlife. Okay. That one kind of sticks out in my mind. Awesome. Uh, an unexpected fact about yourself? Oh, God, it's putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I once... Uh, created a video of a beached whale on my local beach and sold it to the press. Brilliant. <laughs> what a fact. <laughs> that is such a rubbish one. I need to think. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Your, your favourite pastime? Um, Making marketing campaigns. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> lastly, it's probably the hardest. Sum yourself up in three words. Um, God, motivated, happy, uh, fun. Nice, awesome. I thought you were <laughs> gonna go. I thought you were gonna go with Dan from Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been hilarious. Uh, awesome, Dan. Thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been awesome chatting to you. 
Thanks. Where's the best place for, for people to check you out if they want to see more of this? Um, we're on most social channels, but on our website, noltonmarketing.co.uk, head there and um, yeah, there's links to our socials and you'll be able to find out more about us and what we do. Awesome. I'll link that in the show notes. Dan, thank you very much for chatting to us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Cheers, Sam. Cheers. Be good. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of In Conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please feel free to leave a five-star rating on your podcast provider. And if you are looking to build your personal brand or simply want some more free content on personal branding, head over to thatpersonalbrandingguy.com. That's thatpersonalbrandingguy.com. There's loads of great content over there and some information on how I can help you.